Hello everybody, welcome to Wrestle Tracks. I'm so sorry for the delay. I have David Session Ride with me. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm sorry about all this delaying and everything. All right, let's get down to it. Tell the people, folks who don't know about you, t- tell them about just t- tell them about yourself. You got to hear this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on. You're trying. Uh, my name's Davison Sarai. I am a professional wrestler. Um, I debuted last October. Uh, I don't know where you live. Um, I'm in West Michigan, in Kalamazoo. Yes. Uh, but I was wrestling for my home fed at the time called Independence Pro Wrestling. I won the women's title in my debut match uh, against Randy West, um, which is kind of a cool note. Um, I recently stepped out of IPW as like a, a home fed because I'm starting to go around to other businesses a little bit more. Um, but ultimately, I did color commentary for them for about two years. Um, I've now wrestled in a couple different states. Um, I just had a seminar last night with Tommy Dreamer and uh, Johnny Bravo from Impact. Mm-hmm. So things are things are happening, moving in the right direction for sure. And by the way, the clip that she sent uh, Tommy Dreamer is the same clip she sent me on accident, of course. But man, my God, this lady wants. Let me tell you something. She had a match, a hardcore match. At some point in the match. Uh, thumbtacks were used. She took a back suplex onto the damn thumbtacks. Well, that wasn't it. Not only that, but then later in the match, she had me in that guillotine choke, and the only way to get out of it was to try to, like, fall, like, somersault past her. Mm-hmm. But, she, but she rolled back, holding onto it, so I wound up flat on my back in the middle of those tacks again. <laughs> At the end, yeah, that was tremendous. I saw her hand. I saw uh, Davis's hand. Afterward, I mean, you imagine, you imagine having that pulled out of your hand after that. My God, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll screaming. Even, I'll, I'll, I was even floating out during the match. You could hear me like swear a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Swearing and janking them out, bleeding all over my shirt. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, dude. Like, I'm new to wrestling-ish. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've only been wrestling wrestling for nine, ten months. But in that short amount of time, I'm already facing the names I've wanted to be facing, like, within three years. Like... Charlie Cruel is a national name. I faced her two months ago. Harley Fairfax wrestled at OVW. She's a national name. She's done it for a decade. I wrestled her last week. I've wrestled Randy West twice. She's a national name. Like, it sounds like I'm bragging I'm not. I'm just like coming to terms with like how fast things are coming together. It's kind of wild. And by the way, she's no stranger. She'll wrestle men too. Anybody can get this work. Sorry, say that again? I, I, was, I was telling the folks that men can get it too. Anybody can get this work. Oh, don't give a shit. Whoever. <laughs> By all means. Um, in fact, that was the thing I was trying to make happen at IPW for a long time. And it's, a lot of promoters still have that whole no inner gender. Like yeah. a lot of guys don't want to fight women or lose women. But I'm 5'11 and I will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> you know, uh, I would love one. I would love one day, probably not. It probably, I hope I'm alive to see it when that happens. It, right now, it's just a, it's just a what if, a intergender Royal Rumble match. Oh, I love that. You know, like imagine the winner of that match. You got not one, not two, not three, not four, but five options for championship gold. If you happen to win, the 
right now with just the what if. But if you imagine if you win the intergender Royal Rumble match, you got five different options to choose from. I love this idea. I never thought of that before. But yeah, imagine if like uh, Raquel Gonzalez wins it, and then she comes out and cashes in on Roman Reigns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, that'd be sick. I like that idea. Now, um, other people done. Other people have had women as their world champions. Uh, Triple A did it with Sexy Star, the first ever female to hold a world championship, a men's world championship with that. And then, of course, Tessa Blanchard Impact Wrestling. You know, some other funny facts is both of them are basically blacklisted from the industry now, too. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh yeah. Sexy Star shot on Rosemary and broke her arm or dislocated her elbow for no good reason. And then Tessa's apparently a racist uh, mm. bully. Yeah. That sounds things. Wow. So, that didn't work out so well for those two, unfortunately. Speaking of blacklisted, let me tell you something. There's nobody in the world that's more blacklisted than this individual. He's dead. Chris Benoit. Oh, dear goodness. Yeah. Nobody with an active contract that needs this money. Whatever. I've never heard anybody elsewhere, not just WWE, anybody, anywhere, mention the name Chris Benoit. You don't, you don't know why? They, need, they, they have an active contract and they need this money. Right. Well, it seems like he's been getting a little bit of a comeback recently. Like, his name's been coming up again. Mm. And it almost feels like people have just been waiting. Like, has it been long enough yet? Has it been waiting long enough yet? Like, start talking about him again. So mm. I'll tell you what, he was my favorite wrestler growing oh, of up. Course. Like just the best. I mean that brutal like he's a technician, he'll kick your ass. Perfect. My favorite my favorite match of all time his work with Kurt Angle. I loved Benoit Angle matches. Yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of good ones. Then that WrestleMania match where they basically didn't even, I don't think they had any rope breaks, they never left the ring. They just had like a straight up grapple match for like 15 minutes. Do you remember that? Mm. I think I do. I gotta go back in time. I think I do. Yeah, super, super technical. Nothing like that had happened in WWE before. Like, that looked like some Japanese stuff. It was very cool. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a bummer. I mean, CTE. I've now been wrestling. I've been wrestling long enough to meet people who seem real punchy from. Had two twin concussions, mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard to tell because there are a lot of wrestlers who do steroids and stuff too. But you see some people with like real rapid mood changes and temper problems. That could be steroids, that could be CTE, that could just be a bad personality. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I've been a fan and watched it on TV for such a long time, and now be doing it and realize that oh, this is why people do this side of the other thing. It's pretty bizarre to all behind the curtains. <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, there's no way to diagnose CTE to that person's dead. We have the brain, and then be like, "Oh, that's CTE." We don't, there's no way to uh, kind of see it until that person, until you have the person's brain. I know that's a bummer. You would think they'd be able to, because doesn't it basically show up as a dead spot? Or I thought I thought they could typically see like other brain damage areas on mm-hmm. scans, but I guess I don't really know. Um, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to diagnose somebody's behavior if you don't diagnose medical. Uh, definitely. Now I've read that you despise for some reason you despise the 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 young bucks. Not if you will quote wink wink the young the, the kid on the new kid on the block AEW. You heard that I hate AEW. 
I read somewhere like you, you're not a big fan of AEW. Oh, I don't know where you read that. It must have been Mad Magazine. I love AEW. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand Vince McMahon of the WWE. Ouch. I don't really give, really give it a shot. Oh, dear. Are you a giant fan? I am like, look, look, I'll I put it like this. Everybody knows it deep down, like it or not. WWE is old faithful. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, we've, we've been there for you. Well, <laughs> so is, so is Lockheed Martin, friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's my thing, right? I like work rate wrestling. I like Japanese wrestling. I like lucha. I like cruiserweight wrestling. Vince has always wanted to stick with the big man formula. Like, anytime he gets a chance, mm-hmm. he's going to grab onto the biggest guy possible. <coughs> he's not the best. You know, if he wants to just recreate the same old thing. But with me, like, I'm a shoot therapist, too. I work, I've work. i been a mental health therapist for over a decade. Mm-hmm. I'm a social activist type. Like, I'm a big progressive politician type. I'm not a politician, but I mean progressive politics. So it's been obvious to me for a long time. And this might seem weird. If you don't want to go down this rabbit hole, you don't have to. But I've been looking at Vince and his creative for over a decade, saying this guy's fucked up. Oh, you, oh, you, like, you just, you, you just, you just figured that out. <laughs> no, I'm saying I've been looking at it through like a clinical lens, trying to actually diagnose it. What's wrong with this guy? For like, well, let me tell you, man. I can't. I look. I should not have to know what your ass was like on national television, man. You know, well, I, I've seen the man's ass, and that's I should not have to know what your ass was like on national television. Well, I do. I hope, I hope somebody develops an algorithm so we can go back and just hit a button and count how many creepy scenes there were of Vince in a backstage scene <laughs> with a half-naked woman in his lap or half-naked women crawling around on the floor or pulling his pants up so he stick their face in his butt crack. Like, all this weird degrading, you know what I mean? Like, dehumanizing shit. Like, he's a weird fucking guy. Yeah, um, but there's good news, though, because now that he's off the picture... A lot of people never thought like he would like be like he would step down while he's alive. You know, I thought he would drop dead doing this thing, but n- nonetheless, he stepped aside after after forty years, mind you. It's now a fresh era coming to WWE to after all this time. And I like it. Hopefully, we can get um, those people that have moved on. They're coming back slowly but surely. As a fresh air, rather when Vince Man was running, it was the high, it was this uh, dog with like a, a tight, a tight leash, if you will. Sure. Well, so tell me what you think of this. A lot of people think it sounds dramatic, but I don't think they're thinking about it hard enough. Remember way back when with the curtain call, yeah. where it was like the click and the hug in the cage. Who's the only person that got in trouble for that? Triple H. Correct. So now think about Vince needs somebody to punch. He's always looking for the fall guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He puts WCW out of business, humiliates them, you know, as fast as possible. That's fine. You know, you, you won the war, but I don't expect you that. Well, then ECW goes out of business. And then TNA tried to take a run at it, and he beats them out of that. Well, then ABW shows up, and guess what? We can't put them out of business right away like we're trying to. Mm-hmm. And so who gets punished again? Yeah. Triple H. This is where people start disagreeing with me, but if you look at it, Triple H has a heart attack or whatever. And I wouldn't be remotely surprised if it was because Vince was reading them down behind the scenes, getting shit, taking over, turning NXT into 2.0, firing all of his talent, you know what I mean, ruining them on the main roster before firing them. 
Mm-hmm. It just looked like an angry old dude fighting an enemy again to crush, except this time it was within his own kingdom. Well, I'm interested. Is that, you know, does that sound far-fetched? Uh, not, not, not really. But I, I, I was, I would credit AEW with this thing right here. They have uh, a lot of young, a lot of young folks in the business in their company. If they're, used, I say this all the time. If they're booked properly, their future is hella bright. Yeah, I agree. Who are some of your favorites? Who stands out for you? MJF. I didn't see him in a minute. But MJF. I people like MJF. People like. Uh, Sammy Guevara, people like uh, I guess I give uh the Young Bucks, if they're booked properly, man, that'd be a, years from now. My grandkids telling me about, hey, I, I saw MJL on so and so. Yeah, I remember, I, remember, I remember he was a young man doing that. It will be a household name. Like I, I love that he's an AW uh pillar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love that. I like how they they focus on youth. I don't think, I don't know if I think Jungle Boy is as great as they're making him out to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I just don't think he jumps off the way that they say he does. I think Darby Allen does. And I think Sammy, like you said, Sammy absolutely does. You know, when people want to shit on the Bucks, I really think a lot of that comes down to the tribalism. Like, you either love WWE or you love AEW. And mm-hmm. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I shit on Vince McMahon as a human being. But now he's gone, I'm checking that again. I, I like Triple H's booking. I love that XC when he was running it. Yeah. But I also love NJPW. I also love Triple A. I love CMLL. I love I mean, European shit. So, like, I think it's cool that they have that feel to it. They bring in people from NJPW that they have all those Bullet Club people. Like, the box are so innovative. They're really the ones who ran that all in, you know? Mm-hmm. You can be with Cody. If it wasn't for the Bucks, I mean, Cornette would shit himself sideways hearing this, but they're as responsible for the evolution of the business in the last five years as anybody. Right. Straight up, you know. Um, As far as your tag division, I don't know. Like, a lot of people don't like Japanese wrestling as much. They think it's boring because the crowds are different, the styles are a little different. But are you you a fan of Japanese stuff at all? I. Like as a, as a fan of wrestling, I I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch a Japanese match. They're fast paced. You gotta know what the hell you're doing in Japan. They're fast paced. What well, kind of like alternates? So they can be like their cruiserweight stuff is super fast paced. That's where like they have crossover with CMLL and people like Will Ospreay. You know, Pac used to wrestle with quite mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, the classic Japanese thing is that the crowd is almost sitting on their hands. It's quiet. So you can hear every little thing while they're wrestling. But as soon as they hit some kind of a high spot, or like somebody goes for a pin, they'll, they'll clap. Like they'll be appreciative. But it's only at those moments. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've been in front of a couple of crowds like that recently. It was weird. I was down in Indiana wrestling. And the crowd was definitely involved. And they were invested and they popped when they are supposed to. But they were like just kind of quiet. But they also weren't talking to each other. They weren't distracted. They were just quietly watching. It was weird. I've never been in front of a crowd like that. But I, I'm so used to Japanese stuff. That's where my brain went. Um, anyway, I'm jabbering all over the place. But even Japan, though, uh, there's there's this thing I think is going on now. The uh, G1 Classic. 
the one of the yes. most grueling tournaments ever. You gotta have some manhood about yourself to be in that tournament. They get even bigger this year. They added more people. Ooh, you gotta have some balls being that tournament. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Well, it lasts months. What is it like a three months, two or three months long? Yeah, I'm not. Not a bit, I'm, I'm I'm not a big fan of tournaments, but I tell you this: you got it. You got to have that. It's grueling. And you got in all your matches, and I believe a single. I believe a single elimination. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, yeah, they don't do eliminations. It's more like a round robin, so they keep track of. So oh, gotcha.
really wanted to break into mainstream media. I think that's why he kept fucking around with the XFL. Oh, I, think core, I think at his core, he was embarrassed to be known as that wrestling guy. I think that's why he didn't like the word. The XFL is cursed, in my opinion. Three different eras, it flopped. Three different times. The 90s, the earth, they brought it, they did it in the 90s, flopped. They brought it back, flopped. In 2020, COVID, COVID got serious, flopped. Three different eras, XFL, it ain't working. <laughs> and the first time they talk about football and wrestling, I understand that, I understand that reason. I think the curse is that it was Vince trying to do it. That's mm-hmm. also why it's <laughs> IFBB or whatever his um, whatever he was trying to do his bodybuilding thing uh, was it called Ico back in the day Ico Pro I remember that yeah yeah that also fired out after about a year or two so I think it might have had more to do with the fact that Vince knows how to do wrestling but he doesn't know how to do literally anything else <laughs> well that right there actually a good thing stick to what she knows okay I don't I don't think I think Vince McMahon football does not come to mind. No. I think of wrestling. That's what you're great at. Stay in your lane. Do what you do. Seriously. So, yeah, I'm glad that we're going to call wrestlers wrestlers. I'm glad they can say championships. I'm glad they can say hospitals. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think it's all corny. I think the easier they make it, they're not going to make Michael Cole say unnatural. That was the other thing, just the weird unnatural ways that the commentators talk. Yeah. Like, everything about it was just artificial, so... Um, it already feels better. A couple of things I've seen, like Michael Cole sounds like an actual human being. Corey sounds like more of a natural human being. Like wrestlers are actually putting in more effort. I don't know. It's, it's like a real wrestling show again. It's cool. Oh, man. I, I remember, um, I'm going to say something about that. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. The women's division. I would love to see, you know, over the years, women's women's wrestling has definitely changed a hell of a lot. I remember a time back in the day, it was nothing more than sex sales, you know. Yep. And now women can whoop, whoop ass and open up a whole case of whoop ass and go get get at it. Yeah. Did you know? Um, are you into MMA? Do you watch like UFC? Ah, uh, barely. Uh, actually, not at all. I, you know, let's brought Lesnar on there. <laughs> yeah. I, I got really into UFC. I never liked boxing. I thought it was boring, but I was in karate and stuff when I was a kid. So when MMA came out, I got really interested. And I think there's like, I have a lot of MMA style stuff in my, my pro wrestling style. I like the ground and the nasty looking violent stuff. Um, but back in the day, Dana White, who's now a multi bazillionaire who wants UFC, mm-hmm. told people that you would never see women fighting in UFC, that it would be barbaric, and that nobody would ever pay to see it. And then when Ronda Rousey came out, she and Misha Tate had their second fight. And I think that at the time was their all-time highest grossing UFC event. Right. And all of a sudden, like, oh, well, fuck me. I guess we better start getting more women in here. Um, same thing with Vince. Vince didn't even know what UFC was. He didn't want to see women bleed. He didn't want to see women actually fight. He wants to see I'm sorry about that. My uh, ring went off. I'm sorry about that. Say it again. I said, I said, I think Vince kind of did the same thing. He didn't really want to see women fight. He wanted to see them strip. Uh-huh. I have no problem with I have no problems with women strip, but not all the damn time. No, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm bisexual. I'm, I'm down. What I mean, she's had that, but... There's no reason Shayla, Shayna Baszler ought to be stripping. Shayna Baszler ought to be breaking people's arms. 
I don't see Shayna Baszler. I, I, I can't. I can't picture Shayna Baszler in a broad panties match. I, I can't. I can't picture that. Well, exactly. That's, that's why some of us were afraid she was never even going to get a shot on the on the main show because Vince is in charge of what the women do there. Uh-huh. And I, you know, she gradually became almost kind of a bit of a comedy character like with Natalia. And with the Triple H is already trying to do a thing, make her a monster again. Things are building towards her and Rowdy finally having their thing, which would be sick. So they used to train together in MMA. Like they were friendly in MMA, so that match would be real cool to see. No, back to Ronda Rousey. I remember when she came here to WWE. My, I love, I love this because this is nobody saw this coming. So I believe it was Royal Rumble 2018, 17. I, one, one of those years. So Oscar wins the Rumble. She about to choose between Ronda, Charlotte, uh, Alexa Bliss. And all of a sudden, Joan Jess, I don't give a damn my reputation plays. Holy snap, it's Ronda Rousey. What's she doing here? Don't say a word. She don't say nothing. She just goes. She buys. She shakes Oscar's hand. I say, "Sight, not today." And then she just points the WrestleMania sign. I'll see you later. I like that. Yeah, boom! Just get in there, drop the bomb, and get out. Mm. That's how it's supposed to go. Nobody expected her to be there. No, I never thought in a million years I'd see that. Yeah. How good was her match? Was it her and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie? Oh yeah, that was that was great. The, the stuff they had with her, like she'd beat Triple H up, like they, they yeah, they, they cast her like I don't know, they set her for success and knocked out the park. That was great. Mm. Yes, the I remember that, ladies and gentlemen. And also, also, imagine this: Would you ever go? Are there any matches that are your uh, that are off like? Off limits for you that you would never compete in. A match style that I would never compete in. Yeah, for example, let's say let's go old school, like uh, Inferno, Hell in a Cell, oh, any ball wire match. I'd really prefer not to do anything with fire because it sucks. Um, uh-huh. I'd really rather not do it. Plus, that match, come on, it's not even a good match. I think it's kind of impossible to. Um, I would think Hell in a Cell. I think that'd be cool. Um, I don't think I'd want to do... Like, I would do a ladder match, but I don't think I'd want to do, like, a Money in the Bank. I don't want to be taking any bumps off the top of ladders, but mm. I, would do some, I would do some spots. Um, barbed wire match? Yeah. Depends, maybe. Um, having done the thumbtacks, that really wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be, but that's not... Those are tiny little stickers, not big fat ones like hardware. I'd rather like do glass, like maybe some like tubes. I can see that not being too bad, but I just know too many people who've been doing deathmatch the last couple of years and got like really fucked up. Um, do you know a guy named Hoodfoot who's becoming a big deal like in deathmatch wrestling from Chicago? I haven't heard of him yet. He was alone. I mean, anybody who laid eyes on him, he's just kind of like a big black dude, bald, fucking super tough, covered in scars. Um, super nice guy. I've hung out with him a bunch of times at different shows. But he got stabbed in the armpit with a light tube about a month or two ago. And I mean, like, stabbed to where it opened up a big flap of skin right in his armpit. Like how Nick Gage got cut open that time and died in a helicopter, like, bleeding out. Mm-hmm. It was just like that. The referee ran over with tape and was trying to close it up to, like, stab him back in the day. And it was scary. And he had to get a hospital overnight. Uh, right at the two minutes, blood transfusions and whatnot. 
So it's down great west had a two inch gash overhead about three months ago from a bad spot, so I'm good. I'll just wrestle. I like doing technical wrestling anyway. I don't need <laughs> I only had that one match because it was with Randy. That was kind of a, a few pull off match. But um, you know, I'd rather just kinda of do cage match, uh, hardcore match as an hardcore set of chairs. Mm. I love technical matches. My favorite submission match. I remember uh, uh, t- back back in the day over over at the E, if you will, WrestleMania twelve. I want to say dope. Yeah, I want to say twelve. Sean and Brett Iron Man match. The first it was, first, yes. it was impossible at the time because nobody at the time wrestled for an hour. Matches like five to thirty minutes at, at least. Five thirty minutes. Nobody's ever wrestled for an hour, so they've beaten the hell out of each other. They wrestled a great match. Not one of them made a, made a pinfall or submission attempt. And it got down to sudden death, and Sean won. But would you consider wrestling for over an hour? Today, absolutely not. Um, I never had any appreciation before for how hard that would actually be. I was just like, well, you know, it's not like they're sprinting the whole time. I'm sure it's not too bad. The longest match I've had was about 14 minutes, wow. and I thought I was gonna—I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> it's so much harder than it looks. Every little thing. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm saying right now I'd be capable. Of I will well, not even lie. I, there's no way I'd be able to do that. Um, but I suggest that I have every intention of doing it going forward. When I get established enough in companies to start calling some shots, I want a submission match to be my specialty match. Let's. Technical wrestling like Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness, you know, Dean Malenko, uh, William Regal. Jericho, perhaps. Yeah, all of that. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. is my favorite wrestler on the planet Earth right now, but he only wrestles in Europe and Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he might be, I mean, Danielson's always going to be in the talk for being the best technical wrestler of all time. I think it's a toss up with Saber. Saber's more of a pure technical wrestler, less wallowing than Danielson does. Um, but one way or the other, yeah. I, I was counting the other day. It was actually funny. I, I was like working on a promo idea. I'm like, well, what if I start writing one thing about the submissions I can do? So I actually started counting them. And, and I was dying because I couldn't even like list them all. Uh-huh. I'm not like showing I was like, holy shit. I should absolutely have one of those matches. I feel like it's very good different submissions. Wow. No submission match, like they're cool and all, but there, there has there there's that point in there. Okay, if you don't tap out. I'm a I'm a, I'm a break. I'm a like let's say somebody let's say you slap somebody in the sharpshooter. That hurts. That hurts enough. But when they don't tap, you you got some point. They got to tap. Submission basically tap or pass out. Basically, that's basically what it is. Sure. Tap or pass out. It's going to one to the other. Yeah. And I like that. I like that a lot because I think it's honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've won the vast majority of my matches by submission. For that reason, I think it's more like a bullying move. Like, you kind of got to have any excuses. You're not going to have any shortcuts. You're going to either go to sleep or you're going to give up. And everybody's going to see you do it. I, I think that's why I like it. Have you, have you ever been in a situation where you either tapped out or passed out? If you don't pass yeah, out, huh? Yes, absolutely. In real life, yeah, I got in fights when I was younger and got put in TT chokes and stuff. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I, I was about, I was thirteen, fourteen. 
my friend just just got in the UFC as a fan. He showed me how he told me uh, a sleeper hold. I'm like, I can break that. Like, no, you can't. Yes, I can. He slapped it on me. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm we're in my backyard. Next thing I know, I'm past. I'm I'm knocked out. And he he went he went home. Like, <laughs> never, like he didn't bother to wait on wait on me to come to or nothing. He, he he was home. All right, what the hell happened? Where am I? What the hell happened? He was gone. That's hilarious. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I only picked up a picture. I saw him leave me looking at the brain. I'm gonna go and tell my friends about it. That's right. <laughs> I would go. I'm, um, okay. Sorry, go ahead. I, I would go. I'm like, bro, what the hell happened? Like, I just, I just knocked you out. <laughs> Did you have a headache? Ah, no. I was, I was trying to break it. I couldn't break it. Next thing I know, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like, if I ever get anybody in the rear naked, I immediately also do a body scissor and just take them on the ground and then put like figure four legs around the waist and there's no way you're getting on this thing. Oh, man. And just, just pin them down. Sorry. Also, the fun thing about getting somebody from behind getting in that rear guard is you can whisper sweet nothings to them while you're I got yeah. I want to have a sadistic streak. I can't help it. Ain't nothing worse than getting. Ain't nothing worse than getting your ass whooped when somebody talking to you. Are you your ass whooped? That's right. Like you're going to sleep. Like sweet dreams, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That's my, that's my favorite. Well, I'm gonna ask you this one thing. We're gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this right here. If you could have a dream match with anybody from any company, including WWE, by the way, who would you face? As of today? Yeah. Um, based on my size and style, and because of the platform, I would say Charlotte Flair. Ooh, that'd be good. But if it was just my preference for like how the match would go, I would I would choose uh, Serena Deeb's on AEW. Nice. She's like super, super, super technical. And again, I'm not, I'm not braggadocious. I don't say shit. It's not true. I watch her wrestle, and I'm like, I can do all that. I just like did this thing with Tommy Dreamer last night. I was at that seminar, and we had an opportunity to do practice matches, but my foot and ankle are like twice the size that's supposed to be. I've been injured for a minute, so I was like, this is a huge opportunity, but I can't wrestle right now. And then he let me do a promo for it instead. But nobody there was doing any technical wrestling. It was all just like high spot, fast, 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 go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And how much would it have stood out, you know, for one of only, there were only two women there. And I would have been the only one to have a match and to just like totally do all this off the wall technical stuff. You just don't see that. That's why Street Deep is such a big deal. Wow. Um, I want to wrestle her. I want to get a dark match and wrestle Street Deeps. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank so much. Uh, David since she arrived for her time. She's awesome. By the way, if, uh, is there any way they can catch you? Like any uh, any links or something? They, any place they can find you and everything like that? Yeah, 100%. Um, I got a YouTube channel started up that's got probably 50 or 60 posts now. It's getting good. 
Um, you can find that just in one name. It's Davis, Davison, D-A-V-I-S-O-N, Sarai, S-A-R-A-I. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I believe that's just Davison Sarai or Davison Sarai. I can help you on this. Um, I believe it's, no, 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 it's Davison Sarai 666 on Twitter. Um, Davison Sarai on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, uh, I've got some matches in around Michigan. Uh, I'm going to be over at Grizzly Pro this Sunday, 821. I'm going to wrestle in Lansing on September 3rd. I'm wrestling Kalamazoo on September 17th. Uh, I'll be in Muncie, Indiana at uh, called Indiana Powerhouse Championship Wrestling on the 10th. That is awesome. Y'all check this young lady out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You'll be pretty, you'll be pretty, you'll be, you'll be like, Wow, she did that. She, she she put a foot in that match. So check it out. <laughs> you will not be disappointed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank David Shariah, David Shariah for joining us. We'll see you next time, Brothers of Trace. Thank you very much. <laughs>